Okay, Erev Tov, we continue our fourth and final section of the laws of Suda. This final section has three parts. I sent you the first part this week. The first part is dealing with the brach of Hatova Metivan wine. Even though we're going out of order, but this is one that I hope we can do in one session. Um, the other one is dealing with Shinui Makum. If you leave the table, go somewhere else. That looks like it's more like two sections or one and a half sections. And then we have one on Baltashka's wasting food. So the goal is to finish this today and we can hazard on Shabbos. Mm -hmm. Then we're off for the wedding next week and then we'll come back and we should have um, a, a number of weeks to be able to finish this last section then do some review. The test will be after Sukkos, I believe. So there's a lot to review. If you, if you remember where we started with a long time ago. So, uh, okay. Anyway, we're dealing with the bracha of Hatov Vahametiv. In general, the bracha Hatov Vahametiv is uh, similar to the Shehechayonah. Let's say you get something new, you buy something new that gives you joy, you make the bracha Shehechayonah. If it's something for more than one person, you make the bracha of Hatov Vahametiv. Hatov Vahametiv means one who is good and benefits others. And that language suggests that's a benefit for more than one person. Okay, that's idea number one. Idea number two, the Gemara Bracha says that if you drink wine at a meal with more than one person, very important, and a different wine that is nicer than the first is brought to the table, you obviously do not have to make a Boripriya Goffin, because you already made a Boripriya Goffin, but you say the Bracha Tov Vahametiv. Okay? That's the simple reading, or at least the way, way Rashi understands it. Tosvos argues and says that as long as the second wine is not worse than the first, you say Hatov Vahametiv. Okay? And the Ran quotes the Balaitra, explains that the brach of Hatov Metiv was enacted to thank Hashem for the abundance of wine. This is all in the Gemara. So let's try to sort this out. It's for the fact that there's an abundance of wine. You're, you're thanking Hashem that it's not just I just have one bottle of wine. There's lots of wine, and I'm thanking Hashem for that abundance. You have to keep that svara in mind, according to the Ran, because that's the real point, the abundance. And you have, the wine has to be presented and ingested in a way that suggests abundance, not just it was a really good wine. Right. In other words, oh, I got one really good wine, I got another really good wine. That's not enough. There's a concept of Abundance that you're having over there. It's very important you sold. If you're just giving it half a shot glass of wine. We will see. We will oh, see. We'll see what this is going to be one of the okay. machlokasim, how much right. do you have to drink. Right. Critical point. So the basic machlokas so far between Rashi and Tosfos was a number of things. Rashi says the second one has to be nicer than the first, and that needs definition. Yeah. Tosa says as long as it's not worse. Okay, what else do you see? It's got to be more than one person. So if you're alone at the table, bracha's out. Forget about it. Uh, as well, you have to have more than one person drinking 
at the table. And if you don't have that, you're out. Okay? That's for sure what we know over here so far. Okay. Now, the Shogunar Paskins that you said when another wine is introduced at the meal, and the Ramah adds, very important point, that the bracha is recited even if the first bottle of wine is finished. Let's try to understand what the point is. The Shogunar Pasifbe's Paskins like Tosvos, that if you're not sure whether the second wine is superior, you still recite Hatova Metiv as long as you do not know that it is inferior to the first. Like Tosvos. And this can be understood based on the Mishabru who says the Brahma Motiv was enacted on having an excess of wine. So you're having an excess of wine, and it clearly, as long as it's not worse, I mean, you wouldn't make a Brahma on having something worse than the wine. But at least if it's, uh, if you don't know, if you don't know, then it's obviously not clearly worse. You say, well, I had this wine's pretty good, so I don't know which one's better. Okay, so that's fine. You, you're, 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 you're having an, an abundance. Uh, that, that's amazing. Now, Meshavur Paskins, against the Ramal, mm. that you only recite Atova Metiv on the new wine if the first wine was not finished. In other words, the bottle still, yes, you still have wine to go. You didn't finish the bottle. Let's say it's a quarter bottle left. You know what? So if you have an abundance, you just, let's bring out another one, man. Like, why do I got to finish the first one? I want to get a better one. Right. Right? He explains, right, uh, but that only happens if you're showcasing an excess variety of wine. But if the first bottle was finished, I don't know. Yeah, just ran out. And the Yalkid Yosef also paskins like this Mishnah because Suffolk brachas lahakel. Remember, you're, if it's a Suffolk, so then you wouldn't make a brach on it. So again, the Mishnah is saying that... Uh, that the second bottle of wine, we're talking about the bracha tova metiv. If you have one bottle of wine and the second bottle of wine is brought, he says it is only if the first bottle is not finished. So that's the next, the next thing. So if you just brought a bottle, you had a bottle for kiddush, drank it up, it's done. Now you bring out a new bottle, automatically no hatova metiv because the whole point is to show there's an abundance and there was no abundance being shown. It only looks like the wine was finished. Okay. Now, aside from the criteria that there needs to be wine left in the first bottle, a second criteria necessary to recite the bruv is that the second bottle must be somewhat different than the first. Okay, as a Shomer Paskins as well. At least it's got to be different, then we can discuss if it's better or at least different. Now, it's very interesting when you talk about wine. I'm definitely no connoisseur about this. But the Shulchan writes, if one wine was in one barrel for over 40 days from harvested and it's divided into different containers or bottles, it's still considered the same wine in respect to Tova Metiv. Now, when a manufacturer today makes a large amount of wine from the same harvest, so whatever you're going to bottle from that harvest, they're all the same. One bottle and it's the same bottle with the same, you know, they're they're going to be the same. So that is definitely not going to be a Hatova Metiv. Just it's the same. It's just not worse, though. You no, it's the same bottle. It's the same market. Oh, the same bottle. Oh, I yeah, so that, that's for sure uh, no Hatova Metiv on that. Uh, you know, okay. Because there's, there's not much of a difference. No difference. 
Okay, so it, clearly it's not just bringing a second bottle of wine to the table. It's got to be a totally different vintage, totally different wine. Now, Shulchan Arach may only recite when drinking with others, even family. And the Mishmaru explains that both people need to drink from both wines. Both need to be drinking together in the same room. And the owner of the wine must place the wine on the table, allowing his guests to freely enjoy it. Only in such a situation, when both truly benefit, can you recite Atova Metiv. And this is very important because I was, I had a guest a number of years ago, a rabbi from Israel, and he liked wine. And I don't like wine so much. And uh, he poured another another bottle, another big. I'm making a tovamate. I said, I don't know about that, but I'm not oh, going to argue with another rabbi. And he was the only one drinking, and he made the bracha. Okay. Anyway, not to be. Now, I mean, it'd be interesting the timing. Like, I mean, if you want to drink the second the second bottle, and the other person hasn't decided whether they're going to do that or not yet, you have to wait. Well, you could drink it, just don't make a tova mate. Right. You're allowed to drink as much wine. You can have 20 bottles of wine. You just can't make a tova mate. If your spouse then drinks it 15 minutes later, then... Well, you have to, there's usually an understanding. Usually when people are drinking, they either you're drinking together with me or you're not. Okay. That's the right. general idea. Now, very important, uh, if you, footnote 113, when a host opens an expensive bottle of wine at a simcha, <clears throat> now there are some very expensive bottles. Yeah. Right? And only pours a small amount into people's cups. Because if it's a, I don't know, what's the most people spend on a bottle, Lewis? I don't drink wine. No, I know somebody wanted to buy, pay for a bottle of scotch for my simcha this Shabbos and said about uh, McAllen 18. Count 18 is $550 for one bottle. And says, put it on me. I said, you know what? I can't can't waste that. I can't waste that kind of money. This is the last topic about uh, Baltashlam. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, so so you see, if the guy, this is an expensive wine. I can't give you a lot. So it might be incredibly better than any of the wines. But the idea is, to show that what? Abundance. That it, abundance. It's not abundance you give me a little bit. If it's abundance, <laughs> give me a whole glass. So that will defeat right. the point of abundance. So very clear. This is for sure, no arguments here. More than one person has to be drinking the first bottle, second bottle. You're drinking together, okay? It can be family members, doesn't have anything. And you have to be able to drink freely. So these are all important. So if one guy's the only guy drinking, or he's not letting sharing a lot, so we'll see uh, Shalashudas when Martin, Martin has a whole bunch of his bottles over there. Yeah. And they're quite it sophisticated. But, native, they're but, too small. Uh, ah, no, so we'll see. No, but they're little cups. Okay, so we will see. We'll see how much you have to drink and what freely would mean in that situation. Very interesting. All right, we'll continue. You're going to see by the time we're done, there's like six, seven rules. That to make the bracha at the end of the day is going to be tricky, mm-hmm. but it, it is very possible to be able to make the bracha. Right. And you need to know about it. It seems we do not have a lot of wine. We have the wrong people in the class here. I don't know. Sid does not look like a guy who drinks like a, a lot of wine. 
I don't know, maybe Aaron, I don't know. Yeah, you like wine? Yeah, Jeff will do four to two. No, he's okay. He's got a job. He's okay. He's right. Brian, you like wine? No. Paul, I know doesn't look. Well, I'll drink bit. it for the men. Okay, down to you, Romeo. Okay, and I don't drink wine. I started drinking more. What? I started drinking more wine now. Really? Less less of whiskey, yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so we got all the wrong people learning the law. Well, do you serve wine at home, Louis? No. Do you have a lot of wines? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So let's see. So the Shulchan Aruch now continues. And it's based on a tour. The Brahma told me it's right on the second wine. This is a very, this is a very important point over here. That's big machlogos we're getting into. Of all the points, this is the trickiest point of all. So as they say, you got to pay extra attention here. So he says, so the Shulchan Aruch says, based on the tour, that when you're making the bracha the second wine, even if both wines were presently, initially, when the meal began. In other words, the tour says you could have two bottles on the table. One, one type of wine, one totally a different type of wine. And you just open one first, and we drink one, open another, and then we'll open another one. They can both be at the table at the same time in the beginning. Okay, it seems on the Shulchan that even if both wines are in front of you, you may still recite a Hatova Metiv on the second. Now, we're going to see in a minute, it's going to, it seems to be contradicting himself. Because let's think about it. When you're making a bracha on any two things that have the same bracha, which one are you supposed to make the bracha on? The nicer one. The nicer one. So it would seem, if you have, here's the catch 22. If both bottles are on the table, you should be making it on the nicer wine. Then obviously the next one is not the nicer well, one. Yeah. Then you can't make hatova meiti. Unless they're identical, then it's not worse. Based no, on no, that. No, okay. What do you find? But I, I thought the problem was you're supposed to be surprised and say, "Oh wow." Well, the abundant. We'll, we'll see. But clearly, you if there's a yeah. better one, you'd have to make the brach on the better yeah. one. Therefore, you would lose out on that tova meiti. So that, that's the issue. So that's why it seems to contradict what the Shulchan says later on, based on a that if you have two wines that you want to drink, a good one and an inferior one, you do not say Bori Pir Govan on the inferior one and sure. follow it with a Tova Metiv. Rather, you make the bracha Bori Pir on the one that you like, and therefore you wouldn't make the bracha on that. So it's a contradiction if he says make a bracha on the better wine, then how can I make a bracha tova metiv if both wines were on the table? He said, you can do when both wines are on the table. So there are more answers, this seeming contradiction by explaining that the first seed is a first case where the second bottle of wine was not present when you recited the initial bari priyagafet. In other words, there are two separate halachas here that sometimes clash with each other. Hmm. There's one halacha that the brach of atov metiv is right on the second wine that is at least equal quality of the first. The halacha applies even if the two wines are both in front of you. Right. However, there's a separate halacha when you have two items before you with the same brach, you need to recite the brach on a nicer one. Chaviv. Therefore, both wines are in front of you, you must recite the gofet on the nicer one, whereby you lose it to say atov metiv on the second one. With this, Ramor resolves the contradiction in the Shulchan Aruch by explaining you're allowed to say govan on the first and then atova metiv on the second only if the second nicer one's not in front of you. 
But if they're in front of you, you must say a governor and the nicer one and forfeit that tova hametiv. Now you begin to understand why really that first, second bottle should not be on the table. Because if this is a brachimeng a tova hametiv, okay, and you say it has to be better, remember it's a machlokas, could it be not worse or better? Okay, but it's got to be better than how can you ever make hatova metiv unless you're negligent. We'll see right. in a Okay, so therefore you understand why if you want to be able to make that tova metiv, you would make sure, and you got a really good wine, you would not have it on the table right now. Right? But you would bring it to the table before you finish the first wine to show right. the abundance. Right. Okay. And you also now, have to have in mind that more wine could come. Like you have to have that Oh, so this is going to be another issue here. Now the question is, look at the next question. The question is, how do we define in front of you? Right. Okay, Mishra quotes a dispute. The Levush holds that as long as the second bottle is not on the table, it's not considered in front of you, and therefore, you make a bar per on the inferior wine, and when the nice one is brought to the table, you say, tova that would be very nice and clean. However, the Lechem of Chamudas maintains you have both wines in your house, one in the wine cellar, and you plan on drinking from them, they are considered in front of you, and you should say the boy of Brigham on the nicer one, even though you lose the village Tova Metiv, you say, you know, I got a nicer wine in the wine cellar, I might as well bring that one up, according to the Lechem Chamudas. Now, obviously, where are you going to go here? So, Mr. Burpassing, that due to the rule of Suffolk Brachas Lahakel, whenever there's a doubt, you don't make the Bracha. So therefore, we should follow the Nechem Chamudos, and if you plan on drinking both, you should bring the nicer bottle to the table and recite just the Borei Pri Hagafen. So that so makes the situation very It's going to get harder and harder yeah. to make a Hatova Metiv. So what about if you've got a, a bottle on the table and three-quarters of the way through, you see people are going to be drinking more than you then decide to go you know, you oh, oh, so here's the point he's saying. He's saying when you're deciding what wine to give people at the table, you should give them the best. Because why? Because you know, not, if you were not planning at all on serving more wine, then it's a whole different issue over here. But I, I guess generally it's assumed that you will bring more wine if you need more wine. See, this is where halacha really encourages people to think before they do things. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times we don't think. Like, I don't know, when you put, I have no idea anything about wine. All I just know is dry wine is served warm and some wines can go in the fridge. White, <laughs> White wine goes White in the wine. fridge. And what I like, people would even call wine. And no one drinks sweet wine. That's terrible. Right. Okay, so I, I, I totally claim no knowledge here. But somebody like uh, my, m- many of my sons are very much more efficient in understanding this. Serious, yeah. So they would know. Like they know what you eat with fish and what you eat with meat. And this is to me. Potatoes. But anyway, um, but, but a guy who really knows wine should know what are you putting out on the table and I, I, th- I really I'm sure that people will think you know which wine we're going to use for Kiddush which yeah. is, you know anyway so if someone came with another bottle with oh it's another issue what if someone comes with another bottle aha now we're beginning to see a lot of interesting things right. so now you you got a bottle of wine you have 
three families of guests, they all brought a bottle of wine. You have so, to line them up and decide which one's the best. It's a bit insulting. So, and, and we, we have to see what's going on over here. So let's see. So what emerges thus far, according to the Shabur, is that you have two bottles in the house, and one is nicer than the other, and you plan to drink both. You're obliged to recite a governor the nicer one. Now, however, if you erroneously recited Hagevan on the inferior one, then obviously the Mishra says you would make a Tovah on the second one because, you know, who, two wrongs doesn't make a right. You should have had the better one. But I didn't. But now that I took the worst one, if I do take the better one, I can make the brach. This consistent with our explanation about the reciting of Tovah on a second bottle of wine is an independent halacha, such as reciting even when two bottles are in front of you. Though it is forfeited when it conflicts with Allah or saying a bracha on the one you like better. Therefore, if you erroneously did not follow the Allah with regard to Chavi and recited that Gevin on the inferior bottle, you're still obligated to say Hatov Beitim in the remaining nicer bottle of wine. So, therefore, it seems up to this point that if you know you got a lot of different bottles of wine in the house, you should pick the best wine and drink that one for Kiddush. Make very govern and no more hatova metis. However, if you weren't thinking, like many of us don't think, so I just picked out a bottle. And now I'm going to bring another one, and this happens to clearly be a better one. You clearly make hatova metis. So it seems that tova metis is really a bidyevid so far because it's only when you're not thinking. And people don't think a lot, so therefore you'd make it. Fine. What about, like, if you, like, I'm in my house, I'll put a bottle on the table for everyone. I've got no Okay, so we'll, we'll see. Hang on. The Mish writes, if you're not sure which wine is better, Lewis, you may recite Hagovan on the first and Hatova made on the second, even both are on the table in front of you. This is logical. Best explanation above the Allah of Chavi takes precedence only when it clashes with the Allah of saying Hatova Metiv on the second higher quality. It's only when it's a clash. But like Lewis and me, but if you're not sure which wine is superior, whereby there's no obligation to recite a given on the better one, there is no better one. You can say hatova geffen on one, hatova metiv on the other, because uh, yeah. you, you don't know. Sometimes and it's for sure it. not worse, like Tosa yeah. says, as long as it's not worse. The Mishra adds, in such a situation though, it's best to remove one bottle from the table Recite a guffin on the remaining one, and then recite a tovamitiv on the other bottle when it's brought back to the table. You see, that so would be. So the uninformed are actually better off as far as brachas. Yes. The Mishra quotes El Yerabu writes that if you wish to make multiple atovamitiv's brachas and multiple bottles of wine, but you're not sure which are better than the others, you should remove them all from the table when reciting the initial hagefen, and then bring them back to the table one at a time. And recite Hatova Metiv on each of them. So these are multiple. It's not just the second. You one. can it's make three Hatov, four, oh, really? five, six. You go to Dubai, you can make fifteen, whatever. <laughs> this right. So this, it's not limited. If there's more abundance, there's more abundance. What emerges according to Mishabura is that if you have two bottles of wine, one which is clearly superior to the other, and you're planning on drinking them both. You recite a Gevin on the higher quality wine, even though you'll no longer be able to say a Tova Metiv. If you accidentally said a Gevin on the inferior one, or are uncertain, now a second scenario, which is nicer, you recite a Tova Metiv on the second, and it's better in that case to remove 
The other bottles only have one bottle on the table. So it's beginning to emerge, at least in terms of atova hametiv. Forget about what guests want. That's another question we'll have to meld into this. But better to have only one type of wine on the table. Okay, that's the first point that's coming out. Is you could have three or four bottles of the same kind. Let's have a lot of guests. Maybe one bottle won't cover everybody. Okay. Now, the Zos HaBracha adds that just as you can recite a Tov Metiv when the wines are of equal quality or when you're not sure which is better, you're also allowed to recite a Gefan on an inferior wine and then on a, a Tov Metiv on a superior wine. Here's a good new point. If they are different types of wine and you serve them in that order to match up with the food served. For example, you're allowed to recite a Gevin on an inferior wine that you wish to pair with the fish. <laughs> and then I told the native on the superior dry red wine, which you wish to pair with the meat. That's just like we're talking about certain brachos during a meal, even though you should always make uh, an eights before an adama, right? But if the adama is the food you're eating in the first course and the eights is the second course, right? Make an eights on that. What you want. So, so yeah. therefore, in such ways, you're not obliged to say, I've a nicer bottle because you prefer to drink the inferior one first, whereby the inferior bottle gets the status of Chaviv at this time. Okay? Fine. Mishmur Pasu may recite a bracha on the item they prefer at this moment. It would seem that if you prefer to recite Kiddush on Shabbos on a sweeter wine, either because your family likes it better or it's easier for you to drink, such as Bartanura wine. It got free advertising over there. You are allowed to recite Hatova Medi on the superior red wine served during the meal. It's not the best advertising. It says it's inferior. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about uh, this grape juice? Oh, we're going to get to that shortly. Huh. Additionally, in the Kuntris Iun Tvila, written by Rav Shmario Brandris, Rav Shmario relates that when he occasionally visits the home of Avram Tomim, also known as the Eish Avram Mebachich, the Bachicher. So this was a long time ago. Okay, Rav Avram always served him two glasses of wine and told him to recite a Gevin on the first cup and a Tov on the second. Ram explained that although both cups were placed before Ishmael, since Rav Avram was the owner of the wine, he was only Machnen, he only gave it over to him one cup at a time. In other words, he was giving, I'm giving you one cup, I'm not giving you the other cup right now. So, so he could decide what he's giving him. Yeah. Okay? So he could say the Motomatim on the second wine. Each time Ram of Ram listened attentively and answered the main to the bracha. Remember from here that a host is allowed to offer one glass at a time to his guest, and then when he decides to offer the second one, the guest can now say Hatovahamativ. But the host can't. Yeah, well the host owns them both. Right. Look at 117. We saw above. In order to say, I told me the guest must be able to freely take from the wine. And also, it would seem that Rav Ram would allow his guests to refill their cups <laughs> if they wished. But he only placed the cups in front initially to teach them that they may recite a tova hametiv. Fascinating. Thus, it seems from the above sources that there are three instances when a tova hametiv can be recited, even if you plan to drink from both wines. Number one, they are equal in value. You have no idea which is better. So therefore, clearly, you don't know which is the better one to serve first. Number two, you prefer the superior wine with the later courses, or you're a guest at someone's house and they're only giving you the one at a time. 
Should be noted that Rav Nevenzal quotes Rav Shlomo Zalman Arabach, who paskins like the Lavush, that Lachas of Haviv take precedence only when both bottles are on the table. But if the superior bottle is taken off the table, you're allowed to say a Gevin on the inferior one and a Tova Metiv on the superior one once it's brought to the table. This also seems to be the opinion of the Yalkin Yosef. So to summarize so far, here are the six rules. The initial bottle needs to have some wine left. That's not, you cannot get past that one. So if you finish it. So now if you, you see that, now see this is what Judaism is amazing. If you have all this Torah in your head, then when you're at a meal, you're thinking about so many things before you're making any decisions. Because remember, on Shabbos, there is a minion to make 100 brachas. And it's not easy to get to 100 brachas. Obviously, if you're in a group of people who will enjoy wine, you have an opportunity to make a hatova metiv. And every bracha is incredibly important. So therefore, you would strategize, just like the women strategize the menu, so the men have to strategize the halachic aspects, such as the wine. And I would imagine most wives are not into the wine, but I could be wrong. That might be a sexist comment. I could be thrown off my, uh, my uh, platform, but whatever. But this is clear. They both, you have to have some left over. That's number one. How much is left over? Something in the bottle. You could, you could let's say normally, normally if you have ketchup at the table, when do you bring a second bottle of ketchup? When you finish the first bottle of ketchup. Right, so if there's still wine there, you would finish it off. But if you don't finish it off, the abundance right. means that I have so much different kinds of wines, I want to take more of this and this, and I'm not going to use all the wine. Right. As opposed to, you know, I'm a poor family, and we don't, you know, Johnny says, could we have another bottle? Went, Johnny, we don't open up another bottle until we finish the first, because we don't have enough money right. to waste. You're really, not, I'm not wasting it, but you don't have to, I don't want to drink a whole bottle of just one wine. I want to try another one. Yeah. So that's not called wasting. So that's clear. You can't get around that. If the second bottle is worse than the first, it, oh no, the second bottle cannot be worse. If you're uncertain, then it's recited. Now, the question is going to be, well, how are you going to know until you drink it? But I guess you have to know the vintages. Right. Right. So, I don't know, the common person, do they know the difference between the two bottles of wine? Probably. The two wines? When Martin gives you more than one thing to drink, unless, unless one is terrible, no. yeah. right? But then you wouldn't know but, that. But he isn't giving you terrible ones, it's just different ones, you just don't know. Can you go by cost? What? Like, can you go by reliable? Cost? Not necessarily, because sometimes more expensive ones aren't necessarily better. Again, if you don't know, you know what's better and worst than and you're fine. Okay. So is it is that in your view or the guest view? Oh, we're gonna see that too coming up. Huh. The second bottle needs to be different than the first for sure. Cannot be same company, vineyard, and vintage. Both wines must be drunk by two people who are sitting together. They both have to be drinking. The wine needs to belong to everyone or placed on the table, allowing everyone to partake equally. If you plan to drink from both bottles, here now, if we have both bottles on the table, according to Shlomozam, the second spirit bottle may not be on the table when reciting the initial hagefen. Leave it off the table. According to Mishabru, if the second spirit bottle is in the house, you must still recite hagefen on it and forfeit that tova metiv. Hmm. Right? We said that. 
Within the Mishmura, there's still four cases where you're allowed to recite a Tovmidi, even when both bottles are in front of the house and want to drink from both. This is, the first five are clear, there's no machlokas, but number six, that's the problem. Yeah. You got a superior bottle over there. So what are you going to do? So according to Mishmura, take it out, there's no Tovmidi. So the only way you can is you recite a government on the inferior one by mistake. Yeah. Okay, that's not helpful. The bottles are equally superior. I guess that or intentionally. Now, the second means one that you don't lose bracha. You did the wrong thing as far as but the order. Yeah, but we don't want to. Okay. No, I appreciate. Second that. one is more appropriate. Number three, you want to pair the bottles to what you're eating. And four, you are guests at someone's house and they offer you one bottle at a time. Right. So that's not your problem. Okay. So therefore, it would come out so far if you want to make the hatov. So what we got to be thinking of, I, I mean, the, you have to figure where is this practical? So if you're a person like my son, Mayor, who has a wine cellar, and he really thinks long and hard of which wines he's serving, so you got to figure in your mind, okay, what are you serving? Do you actually know one is much better than the others, or one's not better than the others? So you have to be very strategic in that. But when I was learning it with Mayor, he says, well, I understand. So for Kiddush, you don't want to whip out your best wine. You don't want to waste your best wine on, on any Joe Blow. So you're not, you know, you're not going to spend a $100 bottle of wine on people who don't appreciate wine. Who appreciates wine? The people who want more wine. So he'll always bring a lower quality one. And then later on, he'll bring a higher quality one. So that- well, Is there anything about, because you're making Kiddush on it, you're actually elevating it? No, so no, that's not to that. Now we come to the important question. How to define inferior and superior? Okay. Okay. Mishabur, okay, we could skip this. Let's get just to defining. Interesting, Rav Shlomo Zalman Arba explains the Vesha inferior and superior varies based on each individual. If you have certain wine to be better than the other, even if others think it's worse, you say Atova Metiv, if all other criteria listed above are met. However, he doesn't explain what if I think it's better and you don't. Mm-hmm. You're the two that are drinking. Yes. Ah, and you're the two that are drinking. So then that, so okay, so therefore price would not necessarily mean anything. So I frankly like the other one. You know, now I guess, and, and how is how do you define inferior? It's for me, right? It's better for me. For me, this is a better wine. So if you're going to have people arguing on that next bottle of wine, you know, well, I guess if you allowed both Let's say you bring a second table. bottle and this guy says, oh, this is much better. He goes, oh, this is much worse. Now, if the second He's guy at least says, I don't know, okay, then, then it wouldn't be much worse. I don't understand. I mean, it's still screen mirroring, so I got to stop it and start it again. Hang on, sorry. One second. Let's see if we get it back. Yeah, you had a question. Yeah, both both bottles on the table and open. Could one drink their first when cup from bottle A? When you're starting that way, you're starting that. No, but if you have two people, one person could drink from bottle A first, and the other could drink from bottle B first, because they're saying they're drinking what's better. Yes, you you could technically do mm-hmm. that. Because but again, we've already it. suggested it's better to put the second bottle out later. Right. Agreed. Better yeah. to put it out later. Yeah. Okay. White wine versus red wine. Huh. 
The Ramah passes, if you first drink red wine and then white wine, you always just say that tova metiv on the white wine, even some fear, because the white wine is healthier. New sack. Healthy. It's your Mishnah Pasa, if you first drank white wine, you only say that tova metiv, the red wine, if you're certain the red is better. If you're uncertain, you don't recite a tova metiv, since the white wine is healthier. Okay, that's an interesting decision from the Ramah. But again, if you really like the other one, so then you make the other one later. Okay, but okay. Generally, I think connoisseurs only drink red wine and not white wine at all because they hold it's inferior. But anyway, and now the whole issue. Now, great juice. Yeah, when something's it's not as good as non-mavushal. It depends. They say depends on your taste. taste. That's what they say. That's what they say. Okay, now. Grape juice. Before we get into it, what would you think grape juice? Would that fit into this, let's say, make kiddush on grape juice? And now you bring out a nice wine. If anything, it's inferior. Okay. You think? What do you mean? Well, let's just say it's inferior. Is there still a reason? Is grape juice considered wine? Well, you're saying agafen. It must be. Well, you're saying bravery agafen, but it doesn't... But what's the market difference in grape juice and wine? One is cut alcohol, one doesn't. Correct. One's intoxicating, one makes you happy, one doesn't. So let's see. Mishra writes that since wine brings joy, but at times it could be used excessively, this is very important to you so. First you should ask yourself, why are we making the bracha tov me? Couldn't we think of another bracha? Why Hatova Mediv is already a bracha that we've used somewhere else. When else do you make the bracha, although a little bit different? You get good news or something? Well, yeah, it's good news, but when else? We just finished Tish above, guys. Uh, Tubishvat. Uh, Tubav. Trying again. Tubav. What's one of the things that happened on Tubav that makes Tubav a special day? The pilgrim mm-hmm. for Betar. We're able to be buried. Oh, yes, and the rabbis instituted the bracha of Atova Metiv, okay. the fourth bracha of the benching. Who hateiv, who mateiv, who yeitiv, one That's a different form of Atova Metiv. Different form. Why do we make Atova Metiv there? Oh, so he says like this Chazal enacted the nusak of the bracha Atova Metiv as a reminder to drink in proper proportions. He explains the words of Atov Meitiv parallel the bracha Atov Meitiv recite during benching. And the latter was an act to give thanks to Hashem that those who killed in Betar were able to finally come to burial. By using the same text, not exactly, but the idea, one is reminded he will not live forever and this will cause him to limit his drinking. So in other words, at the same time that we're blessing God for an abundance, we want to make sure we don't become alcoholics. So therefore, now we rephrase the question, what about grape juice? It's not, it's not in the game. Because you know, why do you have to worry about a tova meitiv? You ain't getting drunk on grape juice. Anyway, that, so the Avnei Yishva quotes his Rebbe, Rebbe Yashua, first in the Mishabura, that Vatova is right only when both types of wine cause one to become inebriated because the second wine then brings joy. But if the first grape is grape juice, which does not increase joy, you do not say a tova metiv on one drunk afterwards. Mm-hmm. However, that's he quotes Rav Yashiv, but the Avni Yishra himself argues on Rav Yashiv. He quotes Rav Karelitz, who passes if you first drank grape juice, 
You were said to Tov on wine. Since bringing joy is not a critical component of the requirement of Tov Metiv, as it's only mentioned by some Rishonim, but it is showing the excess that you have. But okay. The second wine brings joy. It's yeah, but the first one didn't. Okay, what if I have okay, what if I have apple juice? No, but the continuation of the bracha, they need to make a gaffa. But I'm saying this you're making that tova metiv on the wine, regardless of the grape juice or not. But but, but we're saying we don't want you to get too inebriated if I only had grape juice, how am I gonna get it? The party's starting now. It's like the party's starting now. (laughs) The wine's coming out now, so they they shouldn't Okay, I hear so it's a machlokus on this. Based on his explanation that Tova made it during benching, Mishra adds, you do not say Tova on a new bottle of wine brought for benching. What if you bring for benching a new bottle of wine? Then for sure you wouldn't because you made Hatova Metiv in the benching. You follow? You follow? You had one wine the whole time. And then for benching, giving everybody another glass of wine. And then everybody said Tova Metiv. Mishra adds that on Pesach night, you should not drink a different type of wine during the meal that will require you to recite a tova metiv because it looks like you're adding to the four cups of wine. So you don't say, well, for the first cup, I'll use this, second cup, that, no. Sharon clarifies, if you do not like the wine used for the first cup, you're allowed to use the superior wine for the second case, and you say hagefen, and then you say hatova metiv, if all the other requirements are met. Or if you change wine for the third cup, remember it's after benching, you don't say it because you said a tova metiv in benching. So then it would be okay. You, you can use a different one, but you don't say a tova metiv. Right, because you can't. Yes, yeah. very good. So therefore, it comes out, it's a machlokes uh, between the Rav Yashiv and Rav Karelitz. If the first one is grape juice, do you say hatova metiv? Since it's a machlokes, would say Suffolk brachas lakula. So if you're in the grape juice business, no. But you could bring a third bottle of wine. You said the wine's just beginning the party, <laughs> so we're just beginning the party. So you're gonna have more than. Right. You're right. We only had grape juice. Nothing too exciting. Right. But also, surprising that there's a there's a question about benching because it doesn't fill all fulfill all the rules. No, if you you have to no, fulfill because, all the rules. No, but the rules of uh, you know having abundance and other people drink. No one else is drinking. Anymore. Well, no, they could drink afterwards. They can use that wine. You're right. If only one guy does, if only one guy does. But what if after benching, a few guys say that looks like good wine, and you share the wine, and the guy wants it. You you're right. You have to make sure they're all fit in. But it becomes a moot point. Right. Because if you're saying I told maybe done, out. You're not making it, so it's a moot point. Even even if you could get it to be, you wouldn't make a tova metiv. So don't worry about it. And if even if you had it, we still wouldn't make it. So it doesn't matter. You're not going to make it. So that that is out. So you're going about this practically. Yes, practically. So well, you know what? We only have one more page, and I'll have a lot of time, and then we'll get to practically. Okay, okay? Right. that I think will work out the best. Because we're practically there. Yeah, and we still got a lot of time. Baruch Hashem. I th- Okay, now who says the bracha? In other words, does one person make the bracha? You brought out a second right. bottle of wine, you poured for three guys a nice amount of wine. Okay, someone is going to make the tova metiv. Is it one person or all three make their own hatova metiv? Like that becomes the question. What are the issues? Generally speaking, when you have that issue, we have an issue, Barov Am Hadris Melech, most people doing the mitzvah together. It's better one person makes the bracha, everybody says amen. 
But there's another issue. The Gemara says that during a meal, every the Shulchan Paskins that everyone makes their own hatelva meitiv during the meal. Why? It's based on a Gemara and brachas that during a meal, if you're going to want people to say amen to your bracha, if everyone makes their own bracha and someone's going to say amen, uh, or rather, if one person makes the bracha and everybody's going to say amen, they may choke. In other words, you're in the middle of a meal, everyone's middle of a meal, and I go, uh, and you got a big chicken right in there. So therefore, they say everybody should make their own bracha, because we don't want anybody to choke. Okay. Then everyone's saying amen. No, no, no one's saying amen. Everyone's saying their own bracha. But exactly. Everyone's saying their own ready. bracha. When they're ready. Yeah, they, when they're when they're ready, yeah but if, if one guy smokes the others, mm-hmm. then they have to. They may not stop eating, but they're going to say amen. You see? Ramon right. adds if the group of friends are just drinking wine without food, then there's no choking, then one guy can make the bracha for everybody. Okay. Shogunar of Paskins, based on the mission bracha, that when wine is brought during the meal, Everyone makes their own bracha quietly so others do not answer amen and choke. Very nice. The remote there are paskins that if one says, Savri Rabosai, pay attention, my masters. One is allowed to recite a given on behalf of all of them since they will take a break from eating. When the Ramon R. Simon references this Ramon, he's teaching that one should recite the bracha of Tobamedi on behalf of everyone if he gets everyone to stop eating. However you do it, if everyone's paying attention, ooh, this is an expensive bottle, so $500 bottle of wine, I'll give everybody a cup, you make a whole introduction, and this and that, you got everybody's attention, and now I'm going to make the bracha tova made them, for sure, that would be wonderful. The Mishabur explains, it's best for one to say the bracha because of Barov Am Hadras Melech. It's greater grandeur to Hashem when everybody's paying attention to this. Baralecha writes that since Shulchan Paschal, one should not recite a bracha on half during the meal, even though Ashkenazim follow their Ramah, they do not need to go out of their way to quiet down those presents so that one recites the bracha on behalf of everyone. So it comes out like this. What emerges is that according to Svardim, everybody should recite, those should recite their own bracha when the criteria of Atova Metiv have been met. According to Ashkenazim, one should make the bracha on behalf of everyone. Though they're not obligated to. Now, here's closing with a cute story. When Hagon Rav Shachter Shlita, an Ashkenazi, and Rishon Litzion Hagon Rav Amar Shlita, Sfardi, traveled to Miami for the SCP Sium, we all ate supper after the Sium at a Sfardi's house. That night was Rishkodesh, and the host opened many expensive bottles of wine in honor of the great Chachamim at his table. Whenever a new bottle was taken out, Rav Amar would say Hatova Metiv, and Rav Shafter asked him to be Motzi him. You see how you got Sfard and Ashkenaz together? Because Sfardim follows Shukhanur Apostle, everyone should recite their own bracha. Yeah. But Ashkenazim follow the Ramah, then one possible one should recite the bracha on behalf of everyone present. So an Ashkenazi can have the Sfardim be Motzi him. Well, the Sephardi can't ask the Ashkenazi to be Motzi him. So that's a good conclusion to the different opinions over there. Okay, so now we'll take that's questions and then we'll, we'll, we'll have time to review and we'll ask the questions to see how well we know this. So, so practically. Yes, practically. So don't ask why, because that's already. So we've got, like on Friday nights, I've got the news. You've got about 40 people at your table and so the whole family's we there. We use a Kiddush, we use a Manashevitz type wine, which you know, there's reasons for it. Little <laughs> loves it. 
Because <laughs> it brings back in South Africa, that's all we use. It brings back terrible memories. Okay. <laughs> the so, extra heavy Malaga. So that's what we use. Uh, uh. And it was also given to us by Rabbi. Uh, okay. So that's what we use. But I He gives it to you. still have it? Still, How many bottles? Go, no, we keep it going. Wow, okay. okay. That's okay. Don't ask questions. Okay, I'm not asking questions. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, that's now, the first bottle. Right, so we t no, but I won't necessarily finish the whole bottle. I'll just pour enough that everyone has, a, let's say, a cheekful, and then I put the bottle away, and then I bring out other one. Because I put the bottle away, so what? I don't say I told the main team on the second bottle, correct? Well, just don't put the bottle away. Mm. I'm just saying that if I do it that way, I don't say. But well, you know, I don't know because it's still wine on the table. There's, it's, it's, it, it, it was, it's just best leave it on the table. So even on the table, bring a second bottle. I can say that to the main. Well, anything's going to be better than yeah, that. Well, <laughs> depends who your opinion is. But does it really taste better? Yeah, it's fine. I'm from old black Lynn loves it. Uh, <laughs> which which man of Shevitz is this? It's the well, not man. It's like it's a second one. I don't know whatever one. It is. Uh, okay. Whatever it is. Anyway, yeah. but the second one is clearly not worse. No, no, definitely. Well, in most people's minds, it will be better except for that. Okay. So what you would do is you, as an Ashkenazi, you would say, okay, guys, make sure that at least you're drinking or someone is drinking. Right. Two people are drinking. And teach them this halacha. Right, well, that's why I'm asking. Yes. But I have to leave the bottle. Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, no, it's very it. interesting. None, nobody discusses people removing it from the table. Yeah. The, and, and so the question is, does it matter if you remove it? Because let's think about it. The abundance is still being shown. But on the other one, you remove it, they may not know. They may think you're removing it because it's empty. Yeah. So when it's on the table, it clearly is showing the abundance. So I would say to be sure, you should leave it on the table right, to put it on the side of the table bring the other wine and then do that yeah. the question really okay um what i i mean would have is okay you have guests come and one guest brings one wine another guest brings a different wine and i'm making kiddush on this wine the wine i have so what i usually do is i say well what do you prefer so everybody says, oh, I like this one. I like that one. So then that kind of uh, knocks out the ability of making Hatova Metiv because they've gone and said, I prefer this one. Unless right? you bring a third bottle. Then oh, so now the only way that happens is if I bring another one out that nobody knows about. Right. Right? And for me... Uh, you can't. No, I can't. Because you know there's a better bottle. Well, let's put it this way. I don't like wine. Okay. <laughs> now, so it's, it's, it really brings a lot of interesting situations. I usually make kiddush on grape juice. So what did we already say? It's machlokas. So for me to make hatova metiv, it's a shayla not. I make grape juice bracha for everybody. Okay? Now, uh, but let's say other people are drinking other wines while I'm drinking the grape juice. I have grape juice, and these people are having red wine. So for them, they heard my brother, but they're drinking red wine. And there's more, as long as more than one other person than me, so that's two people drinking a nice wine. Now, if, you, if I want to have a tova metiv, I would bring out another bottle, and I would not have to have brought it out beforehand, because for me, I like the grape juice, and I don't like the wine. Mm -hmm. So what I would be doing then is, okay, I would say, uh, you know, we, we, the best way to do is, okay, we've got guests have brought two bottles, three bottles. 
I say, you know what? Let's open up this one first. And like, don't give them the option. Okay, we're gonna have this one. And then, and then before they finish it, they say, okay, let's open up another one. And, then, and then honor someone with making the bracha tov Right. Right, that would be the way it would work. So it is possible to do that tov but you gotta remember those basic rules. So let's just quickly review them again. I think it's worth it. The initial bottle needs to have some wine left. The second bottle cannot be worse. The second bottle needs to be different. Both wines to be drunk by two people are sitting together. The wine needs to belong to everybody. That's not a problem because as the owner, as long as you freely let them drink as much as they want. And if you plan on drinking both bottles, Rav Shlomo Zalman says the second superior bottle may not be on the table when saying and then you can do it. Well, Mishra says, if you know you got a better one, you got to bring it, and you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. The tova mm-hmm. So when could you make a tova metiv according to the Mishnah Bura? If you made a mistake, if the bottles are equal, um, you prefer to serve it at a later course, or you're at somebody's house and they offer you the bottles of wine. I, honestly, you know, I think most people are not such connoisseurs, most of them, mm-hmm. and therefore you, you probably don't have a problem by having it even on the table. Right. Having on the table because you're not purposely taking one over the other. Okay. So, uh, C is, is be the Who? same as C? C. 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 You want a nicer bottle um, for the later course. That would also apply if you want a nicer bottle for the meal as opposed to Kiddush. Yes. Like like Lewis described. Yes. That's right. exactly Lewis's point is C. Right. Exactly that. Or let's say most people, you know, maybe you, you only want to open one bottle. You want to give everybody, well, you don't want to give everybody grape juice, but... You, you, you may not want to, uh, let's put it this way. You, if you have a very expensive, you have regular, cheaper wine and very expensive wine, you don't want to make kiddush on the very expensive wine because most people won't appreciate it. Right. So you'll make a bracha on the cheaper wine. Why, and you want to serve that cheaper because you don't want to waste good wine on little kids. Right. right. So then you're bringing out the $200 bottle of wine and only about four or five people are going to have that. Right. So, so you that, want that order, even though it's yes, inferior to superior. Because, you know, you Other want reasons. the people who are going to enjoy it to have it. Okay. I did have one other question. About sure. I'm not, the one time, I think, where there's lots of different kinds of wines on the table and people switch around is Pesach. So I'm not sure for the different cups. So do we say the third cup is the First of all, time? make sure that everybody drinks, they're consistent themselves. Mm-hmm. Tell everybody, whatever you pick for number one, take for number two. Right. One and two have to be the same, unless one is atrocious. Like right. it all, you didn't plan on it, it was atrocious and it was terrible. You shouldn't do that, because... Okay, but, but, but it's really atrocious, okay? Right. But other than that, you tell everybody, okay guys, first two cups, same. this is what, whichever one you pick with, that's what you go with. Now, third cup can always be different. Because you're benching on it. Because Hatova Metiv covered it. Fourth should be the same as the third. Uh-huh. Okay. Right? Yeah. If no, the that's fourth good is a different. We so the simple that, rule so. of thumb is, first two are the same, last two are the same. Right. Uh, but don't, they can be different than the first two. The first two have to be the same first two. Three and four can be different than one and two, but three and four have to be the I same. I guess four could be the same as one and two as well, couldn't it? Uh, yeah, I guess four could be the same as one and two. Yeah, you can go back. 
In other words, you have wine A for one and two, wine B for three, and then wine A for four. Yeah. You're not saying how to talk about maximum three. You're not saying, you're not saying how to talk about maximum three. You're just bench. So now, but now you're going back to an old one. You're not going to make it a talk So that's good. You can either do the same cup of wine for one and two, a different one, but the same for three and four, or four can be the same as one and two. A-A-B-B or A-A-B-A. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. That's how it is. Okay, now let's review and see how well we know this. Okay, questions and then the answers. Okay. That's why I was asking more questions. I didn't want to be tested. It's all, the whole group. You only need between no. us 10 guys. That's only one guy's got to know the answer. And they'll say a main. It's a group. Okay. And everyone else says a main. Yes. On Shabbos night, you'll be hosting your in-laws and plan to serve at least two bottles of wine. Do you receive Hatova Metiv on the second higher quality wine? Depends. <laughs> well, depends on what? We learned it from Right? Rav Shlomo quoted in Vyitzchak Yukrapasi, if the better wine is not on the table when you say that Gafen, you should say Hatova Metiv on the second if the other criteria are met. The Mishmur Pasuk, the second better quality wine is in the house, you should recite a Gafen on that one. However, the Kuntrasi and Atfila writes that if a host initially does not allow his guests to partake of the second wine and then gives them permission, they may say Tova Metiv on it. Additionally, the Zosabrach writes that if you prefer to drink the superior wine later because it pairs of butter, you make the Tova Metiv. So again, the best thing is, like that middle opinion over there, that just do not allow his guests to partake of it. And let and let the guests make the bracha. That would be that would be the right. best scenario. That's only if you really know which one is better. And you can always say amen. If a you main. don't know which you can always say amen. Even though you weren't allowed yes, to yes, say the bracha. Yes. But again, if you don't know which one's better, oh there it is. What if you're uncertain whether the second wine is better? May you recite a tova metivanik. Shalar says, even if you're not sure, you can say the second wine as long as the other criteria are met. The so first but yeah. When we're counting brachas, it's brachas you make, not brachas you say a main to, right? So not I mean, necessarily. Well, if someone's motzi you, you could count that as a bracha. Okay. The first bottle is almost finished. You're about to open the second bottle, but then everyone says they don't want any more. Okay. You'll be drinking this one alone. Not the no. first time this has happened. Do you say hatova meiti? No. No. Very good. At the Shabbos meal, you make kiddush and grape juice so your kids can drink some. Yeah. Halfway through the meal, you decide you want some wine. Do you say hatova meiti on the wine? Yes. Yes, generally. No. no I what did we say? On the wine, we said machlokes. Rav Alyashev passes. You don't make hatova meiti, but Rav Karelis passes. You do. Right. It's machlokes. Yeah. Do you say hatova meiti on white wine? That's so it's a yes, says yes. Ramos says if the white wine is inferior, you make a because it's healthier than the red wine. But on the grape juice, says machlokes. But at the end of the day, we don't. At the end of the day, we try to avoid it. Suffolk brachas lakulo. Okay, how much of the second bottle of wine do you need to drink in order? Oh, I skipped that. What happened? Because. That question, it's good I did that because I must have skipped a little section. Oh, yes. I skipped this. Okay, skipped so the answer is going to be right. I didn't get to it. I skipped it. How much wine do you got to drink to make that tova meitiv? 
Okay, there's also Brach and Ravavadya Paskin that even if you just taste the second wine, you're obligated to recite a Tova Metiv when the other criteria for reciting a Tova Metiv are met. Wow. So it turns out I, I skipped that little yes, section. Yes, sufficient, let me just, let me just speak the first out line. one second. So it was a three way machlokas, just to, just to know. One opinion says you have to drink a Raviz, one said a cheekful, and the last opinion says just taste it. And that is the final one we go with. But that's after drinking a certain amount of the first one. No. You can just taste both of them? You can just taste. You don't have to. From, you don't have to. I mean, the Kiddush, the one who makes Kiddush has to have a cheekful. He's the one who has to have a cheekful. In other words, really, for you to make a Tovah you do not have to drink uh, any amount. As long as you are happy with what you're having and you're not being limited by what you have. Oh, it's a limiting. I think about Shalashudas. So, because Dr. Levin pours it out, you're kind of limited. Yeah, but I don't think any of you really wanted more. No, true. So then you would? Yeah, you should make a Tova Metiv. Huh? It would seem that's so. Okay. Uh, okay, so... At a meal with your in-laws, everyone is enjoying the food and coming, so you decide to open a third bottle of wine. Do you say a Tova Metiv on the third bottle? Yes, we say. Yes. Multiple. Should everyone, should everyone say their own native or better for one person to say it on behalf of everyone else? As is true for Kiddush. So Machloka, Sephardi, and Ashkenaz. Sephardi says everyone makes their own. Ashkenaz says one makes for everybody else. And we did it! Yeah. <laughs> With eight minutes to spare. It's easy to remember that last one because of Rav Schachter. That story. Yeah, you just remember the Okay, one. so this Allah we should have very clear. I'm going to get one question right on the test. It could if be three questions them. on that. All right, next week, no class. The following week, there will be class, and we'll talk about uh, Baltashkis, and we'll move on to the others. Now let's see if the class... Uh, and it was